0: Hey, this is Annie. And Samantha. And welcome to Stuff i Never Told You, production of iHeartRadio.
1: So today we have a special edition of Women Around the World, and we're featuring an interview by Nicola Mitchell of the amazing organization Girls Who Brunch. And this interview was sponsored by L'Oreal and their Women of Worth initiative. And several of the women we featured on this segment have been recipients of this amazing award. Past honorees have accomplished some
0: really impressive and amazing stuff as champions of the underserved, including impacting legislation and Nobel Prize nominations. If you want to learn more about the inspiring stories behind this year's group of nominees, the work they've been doing, and, you know, if you want to vote for this year's national honoree, you can check out womenofworth.com. But today, yes, we have a wonderful interview with a past honoree of the program, Nicola Mitchell. Um, Quick content warning, brief mention of sexual assault and violence. But yes, let's jump right in. And we're so excited to be talking to Nicola today. Thank you so much for being here.
2: Hi, everybody. Thank you for having me. I am so honored to be here. Yes, we are so honored to have you. Can you tell us
0: a bit about Girls Who Brunch? This is Nicola Mitchell, and I'm the founder of Girls
2: Who Brunch Tour. Well, Girls Who Brunch is my baby. It's an organization that I founded back in 2015. We take low-income, at-risk girls, and we put them with girls from a better circumstance. So when I say low-income, at-risk, girls who are rescued from the sex trade, girls in foster care, girls who are in group homes, and we put them with girls from a better circumstance. And um, let them have fun, teach them. Nobody knows anyone's background. And we're sublimely teaching them at the same time. So as of date, we have serviced 27,000 girls due to the pandemic internationally, because now we're in St. Lucia, England, and Bahamas. Oh.
1: We love this because this definitely goes right in line with what we were talking about when it comes to women lifting up other women and coming through and teaching a better way what it is to have someone who is a mentor and truly caring for others. So this is amazing. Um, Can you talk about how
2: you started this organization or how it even began? So Girls Who Brunch, I was, um, I'm a writer in my real life. A lot of people do not know that. They just know me as the Girls Who Brunch tour lady. But I was in Charleston, South Carolina. And at that time, my mother and my son had just passed and I was like in a kind of dark space, right? And I was the featured author at a book signing at Barnes and Noble's. It was a whole retreat they did around me. And these girls came in from the Gullah Islands. And when I say that that was like the best thing that ever happened to me, because these girls were so open, so naive, and they were lacking so many just basic skills that regular girls have. So, like, some of these girls didn't even know that pizza came in a box and when we were having that conversation and I seen that firsthand, I realized that I needed to do whatever I was going to do here in that city. I was an at-risk kid. I was raped multiple times before I turned 16. I had my first daughter five days after my 15th birthday and my second daughter by 19. I was beaten. I've been through so many things and I've always told myself I was going to give back to girls. I just did not know how to do it. So when I met these girls and I was in a place of, you know, like kind of lost, like in that wilderness, I needed something to set my mind on to get out my funk. And two, three months later, we created the first Girls Who Brunch Charleston and we had over 250 girls there, which was crazy.
0: Yeah, that's that's amazing. And you've already touched on this a little bit, but can you talk about the reach and impact of Girls Who Brunch um, that it's had since you've created it?
2: So before the pandemic, we were at like 8,500 girls. And we're on a 21-city tour, and that's averaging about 250 to 350 girls per city. But once COVID happened and we had to go virtual, I started using StreamYard and Having hosting each city's tour virtually, so now with it being um streamed on YouTube but also on all these different Facebook networks, now we were having like going from 250 girls live to like 3,000 people live the entire six hour duration of our event, and that was just Wild to me, right? Because you know, you would think somebody's going to be bored or whatever, but I really put a lot of input and thought into it. We have online games, we have all these different things that the girls can do interactively while they're watching the event at the same time. We have speakers, panels, workshops. Still, everybody is still mailing now the girls their gifts to their house, and so that's how we were able to. Tripled the numbers just in one year by COVID. And then now we started this um, online masterclass series. And this last one we just had, I had 40 girls from St. Lucia that were also involved in the session. So that was even wilder to me because these babies are logged in at five o'clock. The session doesn't start till six. Waiting, like they're just so enthused and happy, elated that they're able to participate in this. So now we're going to actually launch Girls Who Brush Store St. Lucia July 22nd from this on ground.
1: That is amazing and such a beautiful thing to see it grow, such a necessary thing. And I'm sure so many parents and people who have young girls in their care are so grateful to have this as something that they can take part in. And you deservedly were nominated for L'Oreal Women of Worth. And we've actually featured a few. And yeah, you are a part of that. That is phenomenal and is well-deserved, well-earned, obviously. Um, How do you feel about all of that? And how did you
2: find out you were nominated? So... Funny story, right? I could tell you the truth. I don't have to give the edited version. (laughs) (laughs) I did not know, right? And so I started getting all these emails and stuff from them that we, you know, you're nominated, blah, blah, blah. But I never thought I was going to make it to the end and so they kept get, having us do all these like it's not an easy thing for anybody right. who is out there that wants to be a woman of work this is like a beauty pageant on steroids okay <laughs> <In> reality, <laughs> you have to do all kind of stuff you had to show your skills just everything and so I just never thought I got it they had said you were going to find out I forgot like before the fourth of July right And we were going to our New Orleans event and I said, you know, I just didn't get, I didn't think anything about it. I'm in the nail shop on the phone. And I missed a call, and I'm looking at the number. I'm like, this gotta be a spam call, right? And (laughs) so I didn't answer the phone. I was kind of like down because I was feeling bad about myself. I'm like, you know, you didn't get it, you know, and (laughs) blah, blah, blah. And the lady was like, I forgot her name, but she was like, look, I'm trying to find Nicola Mitchell. She was like, Nicola Mitchell. She's like, she won the L'Oreal Paris Women of Worth. I've left several messages on another line, right? My business line, but it was the 4th of July, right? So nobody's (laughs) checking the voicemail. And I was like, I was in the nail shop and I'm like screaming in the nail shop. I said, what? I don't know, my nail tech, Tina was like, lady, Bring it down, you know, but it was so funny. So now, like every time I go back to the nail shop, they're like, How's L'Oreal Paris? How's L'Oreal Paris? I'm like, hey. I love it. But that's where I was at. And it was just like crazy. I didn't know who nominated me till after the fact. And I found out that my daughter nominated me. So that just even made it more meaningful.
1: Yes. Yes. That's
0: oh, so beautiful.
2: I love that. <laughs> I love that.
0: Yes. So that is a that is a wonderful story. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what in your own words, can you tell us what it means to you to be a woman of worth?
2: So to be a L'Oreal Paris woman of worth, it means like everything to me because it was more than an award. I was like that overachiever kid because I came from a jacked up situation that I had to prove to myself that, you know, you're 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 worth it, I guess, right? And so getting awards and things never meant anything to me. It was like, okay, on to the next, on to the next. But at that time, when I found out I was a cancer survivor, I was on radiation. I was like at a crossroads with Girls Who Brunch because we have a lack of funding, just a lack of everything. We were just freshly new. I'm I don't want to turn a city down. I'm going through all this through, by myself. You know, you don't have money to pay people. They're falling off. I'm still having to go into these cities, and I just was at a very low place. So when L'Oreal came in, not only did they show me that I was worth because they acknowledged the work that I was doing for this nonprofit, but also like they celebrated us in so many ways. Like I was a, a honoree in 2019 and I'm still being celebrated. And so that's like the craziest part, right? You get an award, you get it and you're gone, right? And it's on to the next one. I still talk to all of the execs, like we're family. I'm still being represented by them in so many different places and assets of life. And I just got a really big thing. I can't say what it is yet, but when (laughs) I, I will tell you guys off camera, (laughs) I got it from an interview from L'Oreal Paris like this. Right. And so I called Karen, I just thanked her and I'm like, Hey, you know, three years later, you know, you guys are still representing me and and that's just like the best thing in the world. It feels like family. They support my organization. So if you are ever afforded the opportunity to become a woman of worth honoree, like use that to the fullest. Don't just, just accept the money and the accolades of that moment. And then let it go away. If you really build that relationship with them and let them know that you are supportive and appreciative of everything that they have going on, I promise you, you are going to continue to feel the folds of that.
1: Mm, that's amazing. And you've earned all of that, obviously, with your work and perseverance and everything you've done. And with that, obviously, you've done a lot of good and you're continuing to do so much goodness for those around you. Our community, because we were talking about the fact that you are in Alpharetta now in Georgia, essentially. Yeah. And I love that because that's our community. I love seeing a program like this thrive. But with that, mm-hmm. well, what else can we expect from such an inspiring woman like yourself? Because you're doing so much, obviously, and you are a fighter to the core of everything. So what is the next big thing?
2: <laughs> wow. So my bucket list was to be international, right? So I am uh, from Jamaica. And so once I get to Girl Super Ranch Tour Jamaica, I'm going to feel like I made it, correct? And, but like just continue to put out more programs. Like I I had a moment of reflection this weekend. I broke my foot. So I'm still traveling with a boot on. And I'm sitting there on the um, wheelchair assist coming going to, from between the gates and I'm and I'm just like, you know, this is crazy that so many people want us here. They're creating things for me. Before I was like fighting for people to know who I am. And now there's so many people who knows who girl if they don't know who I am people know who girl Who brunch is and that's just like crazy to me and so I just want to continue to make it a household name we have eight functional programs right now we have master class series I have feeding programs I have holiday programs and I just want to be able to implement each of those things in every city right, on ground in every city. Our virtual programming is the bomb, but I want to be able to bring in more girls from across the world. We are supposed to be going to uh, Africa and uh, Romania. And so I want to be able to go to more countries that are having period poverty situations to be able to give those girls sanitary um, napkins and teach them on hygiene and things like that. I have so many things I want to do, but I like I told you in the beginning. I am an overachiever. I promise you, I'm going to be. I'm going to do every one of those things eventually. I believe it. I believe you. I <laughs> absolutely believe you. Yes, totally.
0: So, um, what can you say about your fellow Women of Worth alums, and what advice would you give to this year's nominees?
2: So, my fellow Women of Worth alums, I love them. That is like a sorority sisterhood that I was so honored to be um, grandfathered into. Right, I talk to majority of my class on a weekly basis. The ones who I don't speak to on a weekly basis, I do talk to them. Not just like that one time we talk on a regular basis. I try to incorporate everybody in my program in some capacity and they do the same thing for me. I just had a weekend retreat with Crystal a couple weeks ago. Uh, we went to the winery and stuff just to have some R&R. Cause she, she was going through some things and she told me that I needed a break. I'm going to see Shantae this weekend in Chicago. We're going to have a weekend. So, It's just a sisterhood that I was of amazing women that are just dope chicks that are doing some great things. And what I would tell any upcoming classes this year and beyond, like I said before, please just utilize this relationship and build on it. Just don't come in, get your award and leave. Like go in and really get to know your class because you're going to be able to grow even more because these great women are just put in and it's great to see a lot of women who follow causes and and live like this women who go after their dreams and but it's a cause that's because in some way they have been hurt they have been abused they have been something in some capacity right so knowing that and being able to be put in a room of women who have like Shown up and shown out above everybody else, like that's fantastic, and support them because the same way we, I'm broken, and Girl Sue Brunch has fixed me, they are broken as well, and they're they're fighting for that cause because that's healing them. So if we look at it like that and support each other. Then you know you're going to be unstoppable.
0: That's that's amazing and beautiful. And thank you, thank you, thank you so much for being here with us. It's been such an honor. <laughs> Yes. And congratulations on your very, very, very well deserved award. <laughs> well earned, deserved honor. Yes. Thank you. We will be watching you and Girls Who Brunch in a non creepy but very interesting <laughs> way to see what you do. <laughs>
2: well, you are always welcome. Like I said, the next event we have in Atlanta, you guys will have front row tickets yes. to come. Awesome.
0: That brings us to the end of this interview. Uh, We hope that you enjoyed it as much as we enjoyed getting to do it. Thanks to Nicola for joining us. We know she's going to continue to do amazing things right here in her hometown. Um, Hopefully we can like hang out in person. I know. I know. Yes. Um, But also around the world. And listeners, if there is someone you would like for us to highlight in this segment, or if you have any topic suggestions or thoughts at all, please email us. You can do so at stuffmediamomstuff at iheartmedia.com. You can find us on Twitter at MomStuffPodcast or on Instagram at Stuff I've Never Told You. Thanks, as always, to our super producer, Christina. Thank you. And thanks to you for listening. Stuff i I'll Never Told You is a protection of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.